Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. Top of the hour here on Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Today it is me, Craig Mish, along with George Kurtz, who's in for Davis Maddock. We got a lot to get to here on the show. Plenty of fantasy conversation, including a DFS preview for the first night in the NBA. That's right. The NBA begins tonight, George. I know the NBA is not your favorite sport. In fact, if I guess we had to go through it here a little bit, I believe you have baseball is one, foot maybe football is two. I'm going to say football is two. Hockey is three, NBA, basketball is four. Is that fair? Is that a fair rundown, or did or did I not have hockey high enough? I'd probably put it differently depending on we're we talking watching the game, playing the game, or for work. But uh, you have a, it's a pretty fair rundown. I do – the funny joke used to be with everybody, but from Sincata on down, they would ask me on shows, can you name five NBA players? And back then I probably couldn't. All right, but uh, now working for us and uh, the different jobs that I do, I can name more. I was very proud of myself that I know who I knew who Joel Joel uh, Embiid was on the break talking with Brett Levy. I knew who he was because I had to write up something about him last year. And I know who Ben Simmons is. Uh, I think I, I think I might have known Ben Simmons might have been one of the five guys I could have named anyway. But uh, that used to be the running joke on all these shows. But uh, I'm a little bit more well versed in the NBA now. Yeah, what's interesting is you mentioned Tony Sankat. I wonder if people even know who that is, who who are watching out there and listening. But yes, I I am very well aware. <laughs> exactly, uh, very well aware of the show that George George and I have worked together in some way, fashion, or form for the last ten years. So they, these sort of inside names and jokes you guys may not get, but it's fun for us, which is really the important thing. Uh, yes, no, I cl- no, no clue as, as to who uh, uh, Tony is. I haven't heard from him, by the way, in probably about 10 years. Okay, off to our headlines we go. Red Sox host the Astros in Game 4 of the American League Championship Series. This is, a, is this a must-win for Houston? Probably so, if they want to win the series, although I, I do think this is still going six or seven games. The Dodgers, speaking of needing a win, they host the Braves, and that game starts at 5 p.m. Eastern in the National League Championship Series. We'll see if uh, Walker Bueller can can get things going for them tonight. Uh, it is opening night in the NBA. We have Brooklyn taking on Milwaukee and Golden State taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll have a preview of that coming up as well. And 11 games tonight in the NHL, no doubt. But we're following the injuries, George, for sure, in fantasy and in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, and also, I know that your interest is peaked with Major League Baseball. So how do you see these games going today? Uh, let's just dive into this real quick. Uh, I think you and I don't see this Houston-Boston series being the same. I think Houston jumps back into this thing. I am concerned that L.A. is done. I am concerned. I think that, uh, you know, the travel, just going back and forth and having to exhaust all their starting pitchers, not having Kershaw, not having Bauer, it doesn't look like Scherzer's 100% right now. I, I, I think the Dodgers get back in it, but I don't think they're going to win it at this point. Well, you, we can make a pretty fair argument that the Dodgers should be up 2-0 in this series, right? I mean, they could have won either or both those games in Atlanta. It probably should be 1-1. So they've gotten somewhat unlucky. Now, this is the first game today. So it's the 5 o'clock game, 2 o'clock game out there. 
which means eventually the shadows are going to play a part in this game as we go on here, which could make hitting tougher. So if you look, if you're looking to gamble in this game, and I am, I'm thinking the under in this game. By the way, uh, as far as the game itself, Morton versus Bueller. I mean, you look at Morton's numbers in the postseason; they're fantastic. This is going to be a tough game. And uh, you mentioned that the uh, the Astros is a must win. They're down two one. This is an absolute must win for the Dodgers. Right? You're not if you're down three zero, it's all over with the crying. Turn the lights out, the party's over. Uh, you can win this game. I think you're right back in it because game four, I think, is a, I don't know who's starting for each team. I do think Dave Roberts screwed up by bringing Urias in in game uh, was it game one, game two, and now he may not be able to pitch game four. They're hedging there, and I think for the Braves, you're probably going with Huascar, you know, right? So uh, that's not good for either team there. Like I said, it's sort of a quagmire there. But you have to win this game against Morton. Bueller has to pitch like Bueller, like the guy we know he is. I think of Ron Roberts, you can't get all nervous here and be pulling Bueller in the third, fourth inning here because his runs on first and second. I understand it's a pressure win here. You have to do what you have to do, but you can't go to the bullpen so early here. Let him pitch. Uh, so I think it's an absolute must win for the Dodgers. I think they pull it out. And I said, I think tomorrow is sort of that 50 50 game, whichever pitching staff holds up. If they can get through that, it lines up for them nicely, game six, game seven, right? I mean, if you guys on normal rest and uh, Scherzer will be on an extra day's rest. So I'm kind of curious here uh, that you said something that's uh, I wonder too. Is something wrong with Scherzer? It's not in the back of my head here that he can only go three, four innings because he pitched one inning in relief. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, he just seems overused at this point. I mean, it's only natural to think that way. The guy makes pretty much every start over the course of the regular season, comes in out of the bullpen to help them in the wild card, and doesn't look like himself. I think there's a reason why the Dodgers have already said he's not pitching again until this, this series goes six or seven games, if it does go six or seven games. The this, this story for the Dodgers is really incredible, not just to mention not having Kershaw and Bauer, who, I mean, honestly, they haven't had him since June anyway. Uh, but, you know, Max Muncie not playing in the series. Cody Bellinger has not been himself. It's remarkable that they have gotten this far. I mean, all things considered, nobody wants to hear that because the Dodgers spend more money than any other team in baseball. But it is it is sort of remarkable. Uh, I, I think the Dodgers will get this one today. But I just don't think you can go down 0-2 like that and now exhaust your best pitcher because Bueller is their best. This is all they got left. Obviously, if they lose today, as you mentioned, George, I think it's over for sure. Uh, okay, coming up next, we will uh, let George go get a cup of coffee. Brett Levy will join me next. We'll do our DFS NBA preview, and we'll hear from Carmelo Anthony, the future Hall of Famer. We'll stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Of course, tonight is opening night in the NBA, and Brett and I are going to go through some daily fantasy options for you. There are two games, so we'll break down that slate. Uh, we'll also hear from Carmelo Anthony as he makes his debut in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. 
Uh, but Brett, before we do that, uh, the news of the day, of course, uh, surrounding the Philadelphia 76ers, they had their opportunity this offseason to move Ben Simmons. I feel like we, we were doing shows here four months ago talking about there was just no way that Simmons would be back in Philadelphia. But here he is, uh, you know, being a distraction. He obviously wants out. You have the leader of the team, Joel Embiid, making comments about a half hour ago is that he doesn't care about Simmons anymore. What gives here with uh, with Philadelphia? Why didn't they just make this move when they had the opportunity? I mean, I, I guess James Harden figured out a way to get out of Houston pretty easily. Has Simmons uh, played his last game, you think, with Philadelphia? He's suspended tomorrow night, by the way. Yeah, it certainly seems that way, Craig. Uh, I guess they asked him to sub in for a defensive drill, and he was like, no. And then Doc Rivers said, well, then you might as well go home. And he put down the basketball and left the gym. So uh, certainly an interesting situation there. Uh, I'm glad I bought up all the Tobias Harris stock I could in fantasy basketball this season because he's clearly the number two guy in Philly now. And um, look, Joel Embiid is the guy that they need to build around. Everyone in the league knows it. They know it. So Ben Simmons, just, you know, part of it might have been a role change. Part of it might have been some contract stuff. Part of it might have been the fans at the end of last season. But it just all adds up and kind of spirals out of control a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for it to get to this point really tells you that maybe Philadelphia didn't make a concerted effort to trade Simmons, but I don't know what other choice they have now. If Simmons is unwilling to uh, play nice and play ball, he's not leaving Philly with much of a chance. All right, well, uh, Los Angeles Lakers had a disappointing season last year, make no mistake about it. And in terms of their personnel, they're getting back a healthy LeBron James, a healthy Anthony Davis, although we can you know, certainly never count on that. Some nice little additions made as well. One of those is the future Hall of Famer, uh, Carmelo Anthony, who has now joined the Lakers after some pretty successful stints, by the way, the last couple of years with the Portland Trailblazers. And Carmelo uh, Anthony is very well aware that this Lakers team may need some time to gel. And that's what he was asked about with reporters on Monday. We, I mean, we have too much experience on this team uh, to, to think anything other than we will figure it out or we're going to figure it out. Um, do we, I mean, it all takes time. It's going to take time for everybody, not just us, you know, other teams around the league, teams that have been together, teams that haven't been together. You know, it's the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, some teams is going to jump out there and get up to a hot start, and some teams not, and some teams don't have that, that those moments are figured out. Uh, I, I think our basketball IQ, our talent, our skill, for the most part, will, will get us there. And then the cohesiveness of us being together and playing together and experience will take us over the top. But I, I, we understand where we want to be and where we're going to be. Um, and we just know that we're not there yet. We're not there at this moment. But we, I say that because we know where, we, where we're going to be. Interesting comments, Carmelo, very candid uh, wherever he's been. So it looks like the Lakers may maybe struggle out of the gate. We'll just have to see. Um, you know, before we get into the DFS lineup, but we know what the Lakers did. Uh, Brett, are you surprised that the Warriors didn't do more in the offseason? There was some talk that maybe they would make some sort of blockbuster trade or get some great player. I don't feel like Golden State did a heck of a lot. Do you think that and they're just simply counting on maybe like L.A., uh, their main guy, LeBron, will be healthy. They're just kind of counting on Curry being healthy. I guess that's their point. Yeah, well, they'll get Clay Thompson back, uh, I believe, December around Christmas time. 
And uh, it's tough. They're in a tough spot. They pay Draymond Green a lot of money. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson's injured right now. So kind of a tough piece to move as well. And uh, look, they pay Wiggins a lot of money. I think they got younger, more athletic in the draft. I loved Kuminga coming out. He's a high upside player. Uh, he's, you know, very young coming out of high school to the G League uh, a year early and going that draft route. So Moses Moody was an unbelievable freshman last year at Arkansas. Um, I believe he's a Florida kid, Craig. He definitely played prep ball in Florida at Montverde. So, uh, you know, they're young, they're talented, and then they obviously have a guy that can win the MVP. So they'll be competitive. Won't be an easy night going against Golden State ever, but they'll probably be competing for those six, seven, eight spots out West. Uh, and they're hoping to get a Clay Thompson back that looks somewhat like the Clay Thompson that got hurt in the finals two years ago. Yeah, crazy to think that he's still out until December. Didn't know that. All right, so let, let's take a look at, at Brett. If you're setting a lineup in DFS tonight over on FanDuel, here are some players that Brett likes tonight. We'll start with point guard and shooting guard. And uh, Brett says, use Patty Mills tonight of Brooklyn, Jordan Poole of Golden State, Bruce Brown of Brooklyn, and the much-loved Grayson Allen on the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, Brett, so walk us through these first four. All right, Craig. Well, Patty Mills is going to start for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, they are missing their point guard, Kyrie Irving. Jordan Poole, a guy who played very well for Golden State last year. Cheaper option, Bruce Brown. Same thing, Craig. I think he starts tonight for Brooklyn. Milwaukee's missing a lot of their bigs. Uh, and I think you'll see a lot more small ball or what we consider small ball in uh, that game. I'm not really sure it's ever small ball if you have Giannis and Kevin Durant out there. But uh, Grayson Allen, a guy who got paid yesterday prior to playing a game for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I expect they want to get him some touches tonight. These guys are all pretty cheap, Craig, because you'll see on my next graphic, I spent a lot more money uh, on the forwards and centers. Yeah, makes sense because that's where the star power is. Although no James Harden in your lineup tonight. So let's go through it here. We've got LeBron James at uh, at forward, of course, easy choice. Kevin Durant, last time we saw him, was a very disappointing end of the season for Brooklyn and arguably one of his best games you could ever ask for. Giannis, an NBA champion. Otto Porter tonight of Golden State. And then Nicholas Claxton on the Brooklyn Nets. So I think probably most people watching are wondering why Porter and why Claxton, but go ahead and walk us through the remainder of your high-salaried forwards. Yeah, so LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Giannis Santetokounmpo are going to eat a lot of salaries, so you have to find players that are going to play minutes and uh, make an impact. Otto Porter will be in the corner shooting threes tonight. So you're hoping 12 points. Maybe you get five rebounds from him and assist. Um, but, you know, just a cheaper filling guy. And Nick Claxton could be the starting center for tonight for Brooklyn. It could technically be Blake Griffin. I'm not really sure what direction they'll go. But Claxton, the cheaper of the two, and allowed me to get Kevin Durant, Giannis, and LeBron in my lineup. So... Uh, I pretty much circled some superstars I wanted. I knew I wanted LeBron. I knew I wanted Giannis and uh, filled it out from there. All right. So there's your lineup in DFS. Any thought on the sides tonight or, or totals real quick as we wrap uh, between these two games? I mean, boy, it, it, I mean, listening to Carmelo Anthony, it, it did not give me a lot of enthusiasm to take the Lakers tonight. I have to be honest. 
Yeah, um, I know it doesn't always play out this way, but generally speaking in coaching, people believe that the team that's in the locker room comes out a little angry, a little more hungry when the other team's getting their ring. So uh, I would lean Brooklyn even without Kyrie Irving. I think they get it done tonight. They were uh, pretty much a toe away from beating Milwaukee in the postseason last year. All right, so there you have it. Uh, Brett going through that, take... Tonight, the Brooklyn Nets on the road. I think the spread is really close, too, as well. So it should be a fun night for our first night in the NBA. ton of games, by the way, tomorrow night. And uh, I'm sure Davis and George and Brett will run through those for you guys on Wednesday. All right, we got to take a quick time out here on the show. We'll take a look at the DFS pricing on FanDuel for today's two playoff games in the American League and National League Championship Series. And also hear from today's Dodgers starter, Walker Bueller. Stay on the grid. More fantasy sports today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish today, George Kurtz in for Davis Maddock. We got you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, George, not the only one who made a mistake on the show earlier. I said that this is like the last time we're going to have two games played in the same day. And uh, we do have two games today, American League and National League Championship Series. But guess what? They're both playing tomorrow, too. They're just flip-flopping the ALCS and NLCS. So I let that go. <laughs> you let that one go. Thanks. Good, good to see Red Sox are not on a bye tomorrow. They actually are playing. So you knew it. You got to smack me. If I get something wrong, George, don't be afraid, okay? Just because just because you corrected me on something I was right on, do not be afraid to do that throughout the show, okay? It's it's acceptable here. I'm, I'm going to do the opposite today. I'm going to correct you when you're right and you know, not correct you when you're wrong. Just, it's a Tuesday. You're you know? off to a great start in that regard, too. Yes, it's uh, and, and it's 45 degrees and, and wintry in Florida. And it's uh, 80 degrees and sunny in uh, in Long Island. Yes, th- those are. God, I wish. Okay. All right. So the good news is, is that I won't fall asleep before the end of the baseball game, especially the early one, because the five o'clock Eastern game, I'll be all over. We've got the National League Championship Series. It is the Dodgers and Atlanta Braves. The Braves, uh, I-, I would not say they have dominated. They've walked off in both games. So they've been close games. But the huge difference, at least for the Dodgers this time around, is as opposed to 2020, there's a couple of big differences. The first is they were not the division winner, so they've had to be the wild card and sort of exhaust everything they possibly could against the Giants to get to this point. And then because of that, one thing that I think that we haven't discussed a lot here is the Dodgers won the World Series and they did not have to travel in 2020. They were all playing in the bubble. And Walker Bueller, their starting pitcher, was asked about the differences from last year to this year. I, I, you know, whoever was there, I don't know if I'd ever say I really missed the bubble a lot, but with certainly some of the travel and, and the stuff that that puts on you as a, not as a, you know, as a player, but as a staff, as a coach, as a, 
as a human, I think it's something that you kind of forget when you don't do it for a year. And um, you know, there's a lot more that goes into winning in the playoffs than than just the games. I think handling the travel, handling nutrition, things like that, are, are huge. And uh, the bubble, we didn't really have to worry about that kind of stuff. So, uh, kind of a readjustment period. And and you know, we've we've done this a few times before. So. Um, hopefully settle back into it and, and start winning some games. No doubt, George. They're up against it, the Dodgers are here. And, and having to travel you know, to San Francisco and then certainly having to travel to Atlanta and then coming back. I mean, all these, they've been in three cities in seven days and they, had, they were one game away from having the best record in baseball. doesn't seem fair. But that being said, let's set a lineup for people tonight playing on FanDuel. If you're playing the two-game slate, let's take a look at the starting pitching pricing. We have Bueller at 9,500 tonight. Charlie Morton, Mr. Postseason, at 8,600 for Atlanta. And then you have Nick Pavetta of Boston at 7,800. Zach Greinke, who missed a lot of time toward the end of the season with an injury. I'm not sure he'll go more than five innings or even five innings in the start today, but he is getting the start for the Houston Astros in sort of a uh, desperate situation. So which pitcher, George, based on the lineup we're going to construct, is the one to choose? Well, there's no way it's Zach Granke, right? I think he's going to get lit up tonight like a Christmas tree. And as you said, if Granke goes five innings, by the way, I think Houston would take that run because that means he probably pitched pretty well, three runs, I would say, and he kept you, it kept him in the game and gave you some length there because right now Houston can't get any length out of their starters, any length at all here. I think the guy I'm going to go with, I'm not going to go Pavetta either. There's a chance he gets hit here, although I do like the fact that you could save quite a bit of money. But I think I'm going to go with Charlie Morton. His numbers in the postseason are very good. I know his numbers against the Dodgers are a little less than that, but I'll save the money over Bueller. I think you're going Morton or Bueller here. I'm going to go Morton to save a little cash. Okay, let's check in on catcher at first base over on FanDuel tonight. We have Freddie Freeman, who's at 3,600, uh, going through a tough streak for sure in the National League Division and Championship Series. Hasn't hit at all. Will Smith is 3,000. Ulieski Gurriel of Houston is 2,600. Cody Bellinger, 2,400. And then it's just basically throw dart city. Christian Vasquez, 2,300. Darno, 2,200. Jason Castro, Bobby Dahlbeck, all at 2,200. And obviously... Uh, you know, you're really digging deep to try and find some options here. I mean, I, I guess, George, there is that possibility that Bellinger eventually finds it, but we just haven't seen that to this point. He did have the one big hit, but no, I'm not banking on Bellinger. I think for here, you have two choices. I can't go Freeman because, as you said, he's he's in a slump. He's just in a slump. He's not recognizing pitches right now. He's not picking up the spin, whatever you want to call it. He can't tell a curveball from a fastball. He will figure it out eventually. But I'm not banking that's going to be tonight against Bueller. I think you're either going with Will Smith, who all he seems to do is hit home runs, or the guy I'm likely to go with is Yuli Gurriel. This guy, I think, in Fenway Park, he's got, he's got some kind of hitting streak going there. Two more hits last night. I'll take Gurriel. I'll spend my 2600 and uh, spend my money elsewhere here. So Gurriel is what I'm going for, but I'm not blaming anybody for going Will Smith, who is as hot as Freddie Freeman is not. All right. At second base, you have Jose Altuve, who's basically hitting home runs at a crazy rate for the Astros. He's at 4,100 tonight. Ozzy Albies is at 3,700. Somehow, George, you'll have to talk me out of using Kike Hernandez in the lineup. My gosh, this guy's been on fire. 3,600. Turner is 3,600. Chris Taylor is 3,400. And then if you wanted a dart throw at the bottom, you have uh, you know Gavin Lux at 2,100. You have Christian Arroyo at 2,100. And also the issue is you never know with Lux and Arroyo if they're even going to play. Like, I mean, these guys are in and out of the lineup. We don't. I don't think we have lineups yet 
uh, for the National League. I know we're not going to have him for the American League on the show. I think, you know, what's the first thing you said here about Kiki Hernandez? This guy's nuts. Nuts. Where did this come from? I mean, really, we, we sort of saw it during the season. He had a very good season for the Red Sox. Uh, yes, he's from the Dodgers, right? He uh, uh, came over for ANC uh, from the L.A. Dodgers. Had a solid postseason last year as well, but nothing like what we're seeing here. Craig, I don't think I have a choice. I mean, I'm sort of interested in Altuve to some degree here, but I don't think I have a choice here. I can't go Albies because I'm uh, the pitching staff of uh, – a Bueller, I'm not going to go there. Give me Kiki. You guys too hot. I think I, I said I don't think I have a choice here, Craig. I got to go with Kiki. Okay, over the third base, and seems like an easy choice by picking one of these two names: Raphael Devers, four thousand. Austin Riley has been great. He's thirty-eight hundred. Or perhaps you, you dive down and take Alex Bregman at three thousand, and Justin Turner, who uh, actually didn't start in one of the games uh, for the Dodgers thus far. He is twenty-nine hundred tonight. Turner has a neck injury, right? So that's why he was held out. That's why he didn't start. He did come in and pinch hit. He was hit by a pitch. Uh, Luke Jackson hit him with his only uh, appearance there. So I think he will play tonight. Uh, but that being said, I don't want Turner. He's in a massive slump. So is Alex Bregman. He's in a slump. They're actually, the first top three hitters in the uh, Astros lineup, Altuve, Brantley, uh, and Bregman, are all slumping here. It's one of the reasons why they're not doing so well, that the fact their pitching staff's giving up eight runs every two innings. Uh, it's got to be Devers here. I saved the money earlier. This is where I could spend it on. Uh, remember that? It's funny. Remember when we were worried about the forearm injury for Devers? Oh, no, he doesn't look good. He may not be able to finish. Yeah, that went away real quick here. Uh, so give me uh, Raphael Devers here. This is the reason I saved that money. Okay, 4000 says George on FanDuel. Now at shortstop, boy, we got some great options at the top here. Xander Bogarts is 3900 tonight. Corey Seager, the MVP of last year's World Series, is 3700 Carlos Correa got shown up by Eduardo Rodriguez last night. Did the same thing that, uh, that Correa did after he hit the home run. He's 3700 Trey Turner, 36 Dansby Swanson, 24 And then, boy, boy, you're really deep diving here if you use Gavin Lux as shortstop tonight, Georgia, 2100 and you know what? If Lux is in the lineup, I'm probably going to have to bite the bullet here and go with it because I don't want to uh, spend the money here. I got to save money somewhere. We can't keep going for top options or top three options here. We're going to run out of cash. So I think Lux will be the – he's a left-hander, right? Going against Charlie Morton. I'm trying to pick my spots here to go cheap. But I'll pick it with Lux here. I will have to check to make sure he's in the lineup, and I think he will play tonight. Probably center field would be my guest. So Gavin Lux is my choice here if he's in the lineup. If not – then once again, I'm probably going to have to spend more than I want here. By the way, Correa said he wasn't upset by it. What's he going to say? I was ticked off. You lost 11 nothing here, so you have no choice anyway. But uh, if not, I'm probably going to spend that for Corey Seager, though. He'll be the guy I spend on here. But I'm hoping Lux will be in the lineup. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I mean, I hope Gavin Lux gets an opportunity to play a little bit more. All right, now, uh, this, this is probably where you're going to make or break the lineup here because you can't pick all these guys, but definitely – the options are there for you to win. Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, 3,900 tonight. Kyle Tucker, 3,800. Great choice there. Jordan Alvarez, a little quiet. Maybe he busts out tonight, 3,500. Chris Taylor, 3,400. And then you got the two guys that homered yesterday on the bottom. J.D. Martinez at 3,200. Kyle Schwarber tonight, 3,100. So, George, who's it going to be? Who is going to be your game winner? It feels like he's on this list somewhere. All right, well, the lineups are actually out, by the way. And uh, Gavin Lux is playing and batting sixth and playing center field. So we're good okay. there. Uh, maybe you want to go Chris Taylor here. He's also in the line. He's batting eighth, which we do not like in the National League because he's hitting before mm-hmm. the pitcher. But Chris Taylor would be an option here as well. But 
once again, if you're telling me I get Chris Taylor at 3,400 or J.D. Martinez at 3,200, it's J.D., another guy who's all of a sudden hitting so many rockets now in the World Series. And like I said, I think Greinke's going to get lit up tonight. I don't see him being a, having a very good performance. He may pitch better than the other Astros starters, but that's not saying much. None of these guys have gone, been able to go what, over two innings here. So give me J.D. Martinez out of this bunch here. And Kyle Schwarber is also going to be on my list. He's peppering that monster as well. Hit the Grand Slam last night. Hell, they're all hitting Grand Slams. Red Sox scoring 20 runs last two games. I mean, what, what's to complain about? They're they're doing great. I, I don't know. Grinky's a big game pitcher. I, I feel I don't think he's going to get killed. I, I don't know. We'll see. Crush. I'll remember this conversation for sure. Watching the game tonight, no doubt. I won't so see you next week. <laughs> Lineups are out for for the Dodgers and Braves, so you can check those out. We'll uh, talk about that throughout the day. In game live, we'll have coverage of that later on tonight. All right, we got fantasy or reality coming up, and then we got the Sports Grid 60. As a quick reminder, you can catch our show not only during the week, but also Sunday morning, Fantasy Sports Day's weekend edition with myself, Joe Pizapia, and Matt Stryker getting you ready for week seven of the fantasy football season. So stay on the grid. We'll come back with a little fantasy or reality. Great, great. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you download the Twitter app if you haven't already and follow us over there at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. All of our shows are posting clips there, so in case you miss the early line or the morning after or our show or Scott Farrell's show or any of the programming here on SportsGrid, follow us there and see the things that we're talking about. When we win, we'll tell you. When we lose our bets, we tell you too. And also when we're giving you good or bad fantasy advice, we help you out like that. At SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. Well, George, before we get to fantasy or reality, I'd love to ask you just a really simplistic, easy question. Best team in the NFL for George Kurtz right now is? Arizona. I think it's Arizona Cardinals. Uh, listen, they're the only undefeated team, so I'm going chalk here. They're playing well. Kyla Murray's playing at an I mean, he's on another level right now. He's just on another level. And more importantly, forget Kyler Murray. Greg, coming into the season, most of us thought that defense was going to be a problem. They're going to play a lot of high-scoring games, 38-31 games. Defense has been better than we thought here. They're better than we thought. They're shutting teams down here. Arizona Cardinals right now, best team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I still I still like some of the other teams. I think Baltimore is better than Arizona. Um Definitely think Buffalo is better than Arizona. So I'm probably going to go against that. But yes, by going off the record and liking what you've seen, I think that that is definitely a fair assessment for sure. Okay, now let's try to get our assessments going here as we turn it over to Brett Levy. Bring him back on the show for a little fantasy or reality. 
All right, George. Well, the Mets are in the news because they still need a GM. And so far, they've tried to woo Theo Epstein. They've tried to woo Billy Bean, but it hasn't worked out. So, George, I know you guys are bringing everyone back over in the Bronx. So we're going to ask you about what's going on in Queens. approval rating is this a fantasy or reality <laughs> survey says eh, come on i'm not sure i'm mad at who they hired here with a high approval rating they shot for the moon here and i don't blame them for shooting for the moon you know try and get billy bean but it was gonna be hard to get him out of oakland i think he owns part of the a's like three four percent here so i don't know if he has any interest in going to new york and dealing with the mess that is out here he tried to get stern from milwaukee but the brewers said uh-uh He's on the contract for at least one more year. We're not letting him out. He's our guy. All right, so I'll, listen, I'll give him props for doing that. Is there a plan B, C? Actually, right now it's probably plan M for the Mets, right? Plan Mets, get it? Uh, uh, so, no, I don't think who, whoever they hire now, it's. I don't know if it'll be a name guy. Didn't Joel Sherman of The Post report a story yesterday that they wanted somebody out of Pittsburgh who said, no, I'll stick with my car dealerships? What? You know, I mean, is that how far we've gone down now? I mean, no, uh, there's no way in my mind the Mets will have uh, their next GM will be anyone with a high approval rating here. Plus, I think uh, guys who are qualified are going, do I really want to work with Cohen? As much as we like Cohen because he interacts with the media and all that, I'm thinking the GM's like, I don't need this. I don't need my owner chastising the players. Don't need this. This is another Steinbrenner waiting to happen here, although more jovial, think more Jerry Jones-like, you know, that sort of thing here. No. The med, it's a fantasy. The next Mets general manager will not have a high approval rating. Well, George, I would ask you this. Did uh, Brody Van Wagenen do well? No. How about uh, Zach Scott? No. How about Luis Rojas? He did okay, I think. But no, not Carlos well. Carlos Beltran. <laughs> no. I think you know which way we're trending here. Uh, the answer is fantasy. Um, they're going to have a really, you know, what's interesting, George, you brought up something that's actually true uh, you know, behind the scenes as well. It is really hard for any high profile president or general manager to accept the job with the Mets because their owner loves being a high profile guy too. So that is 100% accurate, George, in uh, in Steve Cohen. He likes being the guy. I think that's why Theo turned it down. I think that's why Billy Bean turned it down. I mean, you want to run baseball operations and have your owner be the one that's out in front making all the comments and being the guy? And you know what? It's well within Steve Cohen's right to want to be the guy as the owner of the team. I don't know if that's the right baseball decision, but it is really hot, hard to find another Sandy Alderson who is out there that's just going to do exactly what you say and execute every single game plan. So unfortunately for the Mets, this is going to be a fantasy. No one will like who they end up hiring. But maybe that's a good thing, George, because when Brody got hired, people were like, oh, this is this is off the cuff. It's kind of exciting. Carlos Beltran, maybe a Hall of Famer. They should give the job to Luis Rojas. He did a nice job. The people liked him. None of these things worked out. Maybe the thing that nobody likes is the actual answer for the Mets. That's what I hope. All right. Our next question, Craig, we're going to the NFL uh, and we're asking about the quarterback play because 
We've seen some quarterbacks struggle this year, and we want to know if someone's going to get benched this week, if we have to be worried about that, if we're picking up anyone on the waiver wire. So, Craig, we'll start with you. An NFL quarterback will be benched in-game this weekend. Is that a fantasy or reality? Interesting that we chose Daniel Jones for that graphic. I didn't really even think of Daniel Jones as it pertained to this, and he certainly could get benched. This is a reality. This is coming this week. This is it. So, uh, look, I can't predict who. I can take my guesses. Uh, Justin Fields, I could absolutely seeing him being benched and Andy Dalton coming in. Uh, I mentioned Sam Darnold. I know George and I maybe don't see this the same way. I, I think time is running out for Sam Darnold. He's got to play a lot better. So those are just two as, as it stands right there. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones is an interesting one, too. Maybe it possibly could be three, although Mike Lennon did not play well when he came in and, and faced off against Dallas. But this is it. This is the week. I think you, you may, by the way, may see multiple quarterbacks bench this week. I'm going to say reality. Someone is coming off the bench. And you know what? Someone's coming off the bench, George, and going to take over the job after this week. I don't know who it's going to be, but I feel it coming this week. Way to double down. Way to double down. Good for you. You're wrong, but good for you. Uh, my problem is this, and you saw, you said it in your answer. Listen, Daniel Jones could be benched. I would have no problem with that. Mike Lennon, he's not getting benched. Not without an injury. We're, we're not talking about injury here. We're talking about bench for performance. Sam Donald could absolutely see it. Can anybody name their backup to me right now? Anybody? Anyone at all? No. Yeah. PJ Walker. P.J. Walker, all right? He's not getting benched for P.J. Walker. It's just not happening. There are guys, Jared Goff, I mentioned it earlier in the show, or maybe it was off air, how Dan Campbell came out and criticized Goff. You know, once again, can you name me their backup quarterback? These teams don't have backups that are possible starters. Yeah, Blau, who's failed in the past. There's backups for a reason here. Now, you did hit one with Justin Fields. You know, because they're playing Tampa Bay. I can see that being a little bit rough there, especially if you can't take advantage of that secondary or what the Buccaneers are calling a secondary. They don't have one. You know, they're all hurt. But I don't think they're going to go backwards with Dalton. I think they realize at this point, you know, it's fields. We got It's fields or bust now. You know, we're not going to go back to Andy Dalton. There's no, no point of it there. So who are we talking about here? You know, would Garoppolo count? Because I think that could be well. I think no. Garoppolo does start this week. He wouldn't count because I think, once again, I think for him it might be because of injury, although I'm not sure Lance is going to be ready to play either. So that my problem is this. I don't – when it comes to answering this question, I think there are quarterbacks who could deserve to be benched, but there's no backup worth t- taking over the job for. I think that's the issue here. Now, like I said, Daniel Jones, absolutely. Sam Donald hasn't played well, although I think this is a better question for next week with Donald. If he falls apart this week again, then I think he's in trouble starting next week. I think he gets this whole game here. You know, because once again, he played well at the end of the well end of the fuff quarter to get that game tied there. And maybe he'll be able to I'll go on from there. So I'm going to say this is fantasy, although I don't think it's a bad question. I also think you hurt yourself here because there's, you know, six teams on by. So you limit your options there a little bit. But no, no not about Philadelphia. Week. No, they have to find out about Hurts. They have to find out because they have all those number one picks. So they need to know, is he the man? Or are we spending three number one picks to move up and get the whatever – Who's the number one guy next year in college? I forget who it is. Uh, Matt Corral. Something like that. Yeah, are we going to trade up to get him? Right, so they got to find out. The Philadelphia Eagles right now, I think all three of those picks are in the top ten. What a, If they don't need a quarterback, what a bonanza they could have next season. 
All right. Our last question of the day revolves around text messaging, George, uh, and emoji use. So, George, we'll ask you first. You use emojis via text message every day, just once a day. You text someone an emoji. Is this fantasy or reality? I love the last question, by the way, because when I tell people about this segment, I like, you know, and Brett always so, sort of tweaks me at the last question. Do you watch this show? Do you watch that show? Something like that. I'll, I would need a ruling on this. All right. Because okay. this could go one, one way or the other. I don't purposely do the emojis very rarely, but there's a but here. Sometimes when you write out, like uh, uh, I told a friend of mine, yes, you should start CD lamb on Sunday. Well, when you say lamb, it gives you the option just to hit the lamb. I don't look for it, but it's there. It pops up when you're on the iPhone. So yes, I will do that if it pops up. That counts. If that counts. Then, then yes, I use emoji, I would say about once a day. And I might give a thumbs up to somebody if I don't want to uh, type yes or whatever. So then yes, but I don't look for it. I don't, I'm not hitting the little smiley button to look for emojis. What kind of answer is that? Of course, it's the that's truth. The yes. I know, but well, it's no, a yes. He said, I guess it is a yes. Fine. Well, you guess it is a yes. You I just said you send an emoji, emoji out. What do you mean? You, you ever drink from a cup? From well, I don't know. If the cup is there, only if there's water in it will I drink. If there's no water in the cup, I may not drink. Fantasy. I mean, come yeah, on, right George. You send an emoji. You send them out. The answer is reality. Then it is a reality. About, okay, about once or twice a day. Thank you very much. Uh, well... This is yes. This is a, this is a reality for me, and I and I do uh, listen. I I I use these probably. I mean, I use them a lot. I would say. I mean, Brett probably knows. I text him, and usually it's like a. I, you know, Brett uses them too. Yeah, I I would say, if you if the FanDuel Sportsbook had a total of like you know three and a half, I would say that's probably my number there. Uh, you know, so, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I I feel like I'm right in that range. I feel like it's a, it's a reality. I, I guess, George, the bigger question is, are there people who don't use emojis, right? Like at this point, like who, who is texting, not using emojis? Do you know anyone? My brother might be a guy, but I, I get, I get the middle finger emoji from him a lot. So oh, I guess he uses yeah. an emoji. That counts. Yeah. Uh, brother, it's brothers. What are you going to do? You know, how you doing, Dan? I, I get the bird. Uh, it's just the way he is. At least I know, at least I know it's him. If he just said, hey, how are you? I would have to worry. Someone might be kidnapped my brother. Once I get the finger, I'm like, oh, Dan's phone got hacked. Yeah. He gives you a thumbs up instead of EB. Something's wrong. Start calling the police. Yeah, don't do the Can't Eli Manning and give the uh, the double bird on uh, on TV. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that on this show, at least for today. Maybe tomorrow. I won't be here actually, so no. Okay, uh, we got to take one final time out here on the program. We have plenty more to come, which includes the Sports Grid 60. So stay with us on the grid as more FST is coming up. And as a reminder, tomorrow, Wednesday, is my day off. So George fills in for me along with Davis Maddock. Be right back. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we got to get out of here. Four minutes to go before we say so long. So let's find out what is bugging George Kurtz in this edition of the Sports Grid 60. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, it's the NFL scheduling. Uh, I, listen, I understand the bye weeks are a necessary evil. All right, and I get that. Teams, you got to have your bye. I don't understand why they make it unfair sometimes, though. I'll, first of all, I'll never understand why we can't just have eight bye weeks. NFC East gets one. NFC Central gets one. North, West, and vice versa. And you just do it every year. It just separates. You know, one goes week five. The next two weeks, it's week six, and so on and so on. So it's fair for everybody. We're, <laughs> now we're all over the place, right? We have four teams on bye last week, six this week. We'll have one week with two. I hate the fact, that, like I said, the Miami Dolphins decided not to take their bye. Which fine, that's their choice. But why are we making them play a team coming over by? I mean, really, in the NFL, it's not like baseball where two carries, you're playing 162. Hockey, you're playing 82 games. NBA, 80 games. Fine, I get that. Football, you play 17 games. They are important. Each game is important here. Scheduling's not that hard. It shouldn't be like this. I'm a big believer in teams playing a Monday night game should never be on the road the next day. The next week is a team that's coming off a break. Scheduling, I said, it's important to me, and the NFL seems to always screw this up. All right, I'll end today with Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. And if you want to waste uh, 15, 20 minutes of time talking about how this is going to ruin Philadelphia or ruin Ben Simmons, have at it because it's just not true. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler found his way out of Minnesota. James Harden found his way out of Houston. This is what happens in the NBA. We spend hours and hours worrying and talking about how these things are going to be huge distractions. And then in the end, the players run the league. If they want out, they get to go. And there's no ramifications behind it. Is anybody worried about Jimmy Butler in Miami now? Is anybody worried about James Harden in Brooklyn? Guys get rewarded for wanting out. Ben Simmons will get his reward soon, too. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to James over at LTN. Spencer today, of course, helping out as well. Ryan and Danny over on the graphics. Brett Levy, our producer for George Kurtz. I'm Craig Mitch. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Great, great. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on game. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.